hello, this is Dr. Terrence O.A. Sr. I bring you greetings from Faith, the Living Church of God in Christ. We said the place for ministry and music and the same songs is our goal. Well, on tonight, I have a very special guest that's with me. And uh, I can want to say I appreciate the relationship and the friendship we have. Uh, he and I are both pastors. Uh, he is a licensed professional counselor. And I serve as a pastoral counselor. But I want to introduce to you the latest doctor from Liberty University, all the way from New Jersey. I'm going to have him introduce himself at this time. Go ahead, my brother. Well, hello. My name is Dr. Samuel Paul, and I am a pastor. First and foremost, that is my passion, pastoring God's people and being a servant to God's people. Um, it's a pleasure being with you, Dr. Hayes, and being able to have a discussion and um, so whatever your heart leads you to have us discuss. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you, man. God. First of all, let me say, uh, Paul, our, our connection came as both students from yes. university. And uh, I met you at one of our intensives. Paul, talk about what an intensive is at Liberty University. Well, intensive and the intensive is like if you're familiar with, um, you know, the, the red traditional education of going to the classroom and meeting with the professors and being able to partake of the grace and the intelligence and, and the scholarship that's on a professor, the intensive gives you that. And so I am pro-intensive. I, I did every intensive that I could possibly do at Liberty, all of them, as a matter of fact, because I, I wanted that um, impartation from the professors, and it was a, an extreme blessing. You can do school, and now that we're moving, everything's move, moving more, more virtual, and um, you miss something. I know because all my education prior to the doctoral degree was traditional. So I was in the classroom with the professors, was able to partake from them, talk to them, have discussions with them after class. And so um, the online experience, you you have to be more ready for that. So, um, you know, so when to make the online experience more in a traditional setting where you'll be meeting one-on-one -on -one and with the classroom, um, that probably would work more so than in our um in our area, we are more professional. So we did a, a lot on, on our own. We did a lot of study and we did a lot of the stuff that we need to do on our own because we are more um, pro uh, professional students because we're doing a terminal degree. So they expect yes, us yes. to be at such. So in that case, it's okay because we, they expect us to be the professional and the leaders once we are finished. So I, I see that, that that being okay. But I I enjoy the intensive and um, especially the professor, Dr. Volk is, is my hero. He, um, he bring, brought something to the classroom that, that touched me, but his personality, his character, his um, scholarship, and, and he presented a lot that we, we gleaned from. And, um, so I'm very thankful for that experience and would recommend it to anybody. Yes. who is going to pursue the same type of degree that we did. Yes. Intensive yes. is the way to go. You know, I love how you said that. There was an impartation yes. in that classroom setting. And that's what the intensive is all about. You know, we from our residents and we have a week on campus. Mm -hmm. A week. 
uh, those five days were impactful, powerful, and as our instructor, as you mentioned, of course, Dr. Volk, Fred Volk, is my hero. Uh, his presence and his his concern, his love, and and how he really wanted to see us succeed. He gave us his heart, and he made all of us feel like individually that we were most welcome, and that he again wanted to see us win. One successful uh, mm-hmm. both men and women but uh but again that's what we met at the intensive and mm-hmm. i think what's important for me to share paul is that uh you are not only a pastor but you are a counselor you serve at a university and what role do you do at your university what you, what you do? i'm a, a lecturer counselor so i have a case with the students and i work with students from the inner city I work from students the thing about my job I love doing it because I get the opportunity to transition students from uh, those who drop out of high school and those who need to go into college the students that come into college and they don't come up to bar I happen to work with them to get them to that place that they need to to get to to so they can go into college and be successful so I'm the counselor for the for those college students and um, also work with um, students from coming from prison, ex-prisoners who have to get their high school diploma so wow. we can get more into college, help them get vocational training, help them get jobs. So what I do, for the, I enjoy doing it because I get to impart again, part of what I enjoy in being in the intensive program is the impartation. Well, I get to do the same thing and get to speak to um to men and women and, and pour into them and let them encourage them so they can yes. um, achieve their goals. And I have from from every age group from 17 through I can have up to 65. Oh, that, wow. That's in my in my caseload. Okay. Every age group and some of them now trying to get finished high school. They got um, as a, a teenage mom or so got pregnant, had kids never got to finish high school now they're trying to do so and and that's what we did for that bridge that helped them to move them forward and um, a lot of our students have been very successful so I enjoy what I do although it's a tough it's a tough area in terms of what what I do Um, the students that um, in traditional school will work with and they will be considered special ed I work with them but working with them from the state level we don't we don't label them. Right. So they would be from traditional school. They come in with, from the IEP setting. And the school system, um, Board of Ed, will have them label as such IEP. At our level, the state level, we don't. We do not label them. So we have to work with them wow. and work with them as though they are they are just as good as yes, the other students. We yes, do not label them. But in the same, at the same time, as a counselor, I can recognize the deficit that they're dealing with, whether it be um, they have some mental challenge, academic challenge, some um, substance challenge. You can tell how it has affected them and have to work with them. So that's what I've been doing for quite a while and enjoy doing it. You know, I enjoy doing it. I love, I love teaching in okay. the classroom. Also, but I love um, working with these um, students and helping them achieve their goal. But um, my, I, I always had a passion for teaching. And um, so I think in my last, um, with this degree, that's probably what I'll end up doing when I can do the classroom also. 
and teach in addition to what I'm doing in counseling because that's my passion in my heart. Mm. Um, yeah, I love I love hearing you say, and you, and you said this tonight, it's your passion. You love what you do. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that takes me to the place that you and I for pastors yeah. and serving the people of God. We have to yeah. Yeah. And as you said, you know, because you are a, a professional counselor, you can recognize uh, situations that lies that may be dealing with uh, mm -hmm. orders, personality situations, but you don't label them. Yes. yes. I think as pastors and uh, in, in our ministries, you know, we see the people who come into our ministries broken, depressed, anxiety, but yet we don't label them as such. Yeah. They uh -huh. minister to them. And yeah. No, there is a way of hope. Yes. Uh, there's yeah. a way Absolutely. of recovery. Absolutely. And, uh, and that we love you as you are. Mm -hmm. But we but we introduce you to Jesus. Yes. Absolutely. So I love that man. You know, Doctor. Uh, so let me say this: You are uh, again. You have your husband, father. Uh, you work in the workplace. Yeah. Pastor. Yeah. And you just finished. Yes. Pro degree program. Yes. Let me yes. confess, it took me three years and eight months for me to finish mine. And yes. people say, of course, I'm a bivocational pastor like you. Yeah. No. Bivocational, we both got an eight to five job. Yeah. We found the time, yes. the balance to time with family. Uh, you know, thankfully I got adult children, but yet I'm father. I got yeah. grandchildren, you know. So, so there were nights that I would go to the movies with my grandkids. Sometimes the adult kids would go along with us. Uh, that was a breakaway for me from the, you know, hustle and bustle of school. But, yeah. So how did you look balance that that phase of continuing your education to now become an accomplished doctor? How did you do that? To, 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 for me personally, it's my personal relationship with the Lord and um, knowing where he's brought me from, what he's walked me through and my time with him, my one-on-one -on -one with him, that's, um, that's first and foremost, that secret place, oh. that secret place is first and foremost for me yes. because a lot of times um, I have to get in that secret place, call upon the Holy Spirit to help me, guide me, direct me, show me how to study, how to get this material down in my brain and how to do it that will be successful. So. The, the secret, the quiet, that quiet time and that secret place with him was was very important for me um, during this study. And um, God is the one that guided me through. He's the one I call upon. I did not um, look upon myself to do it, although my background, I didn't, I don't, I don't exhort myself to think that my background and what I know is going to push me through. I know God wanted me to do this for Him. Mm -hmm. There was a purpose behind this degree, and there was a reason for this. It wasn't to have accolades behind my name, because the thing about me and God and with most other people, even pastors and those in bishop position, etc., one of the things that God know, um, knows about me and I know about him is that he who is greatest among you, let him serve. So the greater I go is the more I have to serve. So I don't get up there to think that people have to serve me. God yeah. called me to what he called me to so I can become a better 
equipped servant to serve his people. I mean, Jesus went to the cross. He came, he's the king of kings and lord of lords. For one, he came to a manger. I mean, the lowest place anybody could be born. The lowest. He, the lowest place. And he left because, again, he who's greatest become the servant of all. And he came to serve and went to the cross, took all our sins and, and paid the price. So the more I think that I go, what we learn, what we accomplish, is because of the call of God and to be able to serve people more effectively. When this is all said and done, God don't call me doctor, he don't call me bishop. He called me well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So, um, you know, knowing where I came from, knowing who I, who I belong to, yeah. and understanding that relationship with him, knowing he's my father, he's God, he's everything. That's where I keep that balance and that's how I think I made it through knowing that I'll be an example. Um, I'll be a sanctuary to be able to represent him. And, and, and that's where I stayed in terms of uh, walking through this because um, it, it's not about, as I said, having the accolades behind my name, etc. Although um, there's a struggle with that and the more you go and the more you achieve within our community in, in terms of, um, and I have to tell people, I'll tell I'm the one who will tell you to your face. If I was a different color and I had achieved a doctorate, you'd be calling me doctor in a minute. But because I'm this color and I accomplished a doctor, you want to call me by my name. And and so I had to let people know, especially in education, I changed my name. I had them change it in the system and the computer because I work for an institution primarily of color. And um, then to let them know, we got to respect the scholarship. We got to respect the accomplishments because we work with students. So no, you cannot call me by my usual name. You gotta put doctor in front of it. Not to exalt me, but in order to show students that it, it you can do it and you can do it too, because they don't know when I sit down with a student one-on-one, -on -one, the discussions that we have, the journey that I tell them about my journey, where I came from, the struggle, and how if God can do it through me, he can do it through you so um so that is, is um in terms of where um you know in terms of achieving and doing everything um that's a part of your question and to add to it i think it's very important i had one young man and i'll never forget him he used to be in drugs and i spent the time counseling him in my office and talking to him and he told a teacher when he finished and he got, they helped him get a, a job, et cetera. He said, if I, he said, I owe this man my life because it wasn't for the counsel that I got from him. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be alive today because I'd be back on the street using drugs and probably dead in a ditch. Mm -hmm. But, and, and that's some of the people that I work with and speak to and encourage and let them know you are responsible. You are responsible and you have to be an example. If you have children, you will be selfish not being an example for them to follow. And so, and, and I'm strong when I talk to people, even if I see a mother and she's um, smoking a cigarette and, and she have kids three and four years old, I let her know, I said, you're selfish. Because if you die, what's gonna happen to them? I said, there's certain things we gotta put away as adults and things that we might be um, vice and bad habits that we have. But once you have offspring, you are responsible for them and for being an example. So all of that comes in what I do and then 
the one-on-one that I have with people and how I help them to, as you said, we bring the pastoral, we bring the professional, and uh, we also lead them to Christ. And that's uh, the key thing that I, I love about what I do is letting people know. And in a minute, I said, listen, whether you believe in not, I believe in God. And Jesus yes. is my Lord and Savior. And I wouldn't be here if he wasn't. Right, and right. so, and, and um, that's first and foremost with me. He's my all in all. So I let them know. I said, that's me. Whatever you believe, whatever you aspire to, whatever you, um, however you want to do, you can go right ahead. But I will guide you based on what I know. And um, and that's how I, I give my guidance. Wow, I love that. You know, I, you shared you shared a lot here. You spoke about going to your secret place, you know, with Christ to spend the time with Him. Uh, but, you know, without Him, we wouldn't be are. You know, I love how you said it's not about the accolades, the title, all because you know we don't need that. You know, to go there. Right. You know, right. Uh, but but we thank God again for the time and the discipline that we took here on earth right. to achieve this. So we didn't do it of ourselves. And you like right. said, uh, nobody gets the glory of Dr. Paul, um, mm-hmm. but, but but to God. But but you it's something else that I like. You know, you said we're servants. Yes. Uh, and, and there's another thing about, I didn't mention about Dr. Paul, uh, is that he was a former military man, right? Yes, Navy. Navy chaplain. About, talk about that, that work right there, bro. But uh, I, the Navy chap, chaplaincy, I enjoyed doing it. I was led by God to go in and, and save the time that I did serve. And um, I know I enjoy what I do. I wish I had the more um, opportunity to pour in to the men and the women more um, than I have to. There was a few that I met, there services that we did have. But uh, um, then the thing about the military, I think that uh, was set up and during the service time that we had, I don't think everyone was free during that time. Like we had service, like say on a Saturday morning, like 10 to 11. And I didn't for the people who are are Christians and and had the, I don't think they were free at that time. So I might have a few people that certain departments would send and, and, and I would have a few that I would be able to um, point to and um, have discussions with. And then there's some who came to me and, and one-on-one and we'd have discussions. And that, I enjoyed that. And, and as uh, being available to people and being able to speak to them and, and to help walk them through, that I enjoy in, in the military and being able to do. And I, I wish I had more of that because um, people need counsel, people need hope, people need to have um, something they can believe in and tangible they can stand on and hold on to. Because when uh, you go out into the field and you go into the battle and end up with certain experiences, if you don't have a solid foundation, things can change your mind and can move you. And I've seen that happen to a lot of people. But being under war zone, if you have something to hold on to and you have a faith, you know who you believe in and you know who you trust and it doesn't matter what happened you know that he will be there with you right through it all he will be there with you and um you know and and and, and having that place and being able, able to stand and knowing that in the war bad things do happen in war you know when you go out in the field and so um that aspect of it 
I, I, I enjoy. And but it all is not end at that point now that I completed the doctorate. I'm, I'm hoping that I can give time to the VA. And as a matter of fact, just today, the um, vet came, one of the vets of the VFW came and he told me, I'm putting your name into the mail because I want them to, to vote you in as our chaplain. <laughs> So oh, you're I, I, add I, more work to your doctor. Right, as your as a <laughs> chaplain. So and one of the things that he said, because I've been praying about, as I said, making myself available to the vets more. And um, he said that sometimes they would need counseling. I said, you don't know, you just hit the nail on the head. That's my thing. You know, so and I'm looking forward to that, being yes. able to yes. point to them and then bringing it from, as I said, God give us, you and I, a holistic education. I uh, have an education seminary trained also, having um, being trained as um, a professional counselor and um, having the pastoral background. So all of that comes into play where God, the Holy Spirit can use me to make an impact. And God is the only one that knows how to reach somebody to bring them back to themselves. And that's my prayer, especially for those who are suffering from um, PTSD and other um, ailments due to war and, and, and their experiences. I'm looking forward to to, to being uh, a servant again, servant. I'm looking forward to serving because um, that, that, that puts me in a place to give back. And that was my whole thing when God called me, okay. You called me to, to, to be a pastor and to lead, okay. Um, I'm not just gonna be a pastor because somebody gonna appoint me. I need to be trained. As the first, I even told my pastor, my senior pastor, that I said, when God called me, I said, listen, the first conversation I had with him is like, no, I need to be trained. And I was talking about going away and training, and he sent me away. I left my job, left my job. My boss thought I was crazy. Left my job and went away to private school, to Old Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to, 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 to work, to, to um, finish my, my seminary training, my counseling training, two masters. And um, it, it was all God, God designed, man. It was incredible. Wow. incredible. But again, it was for service. Right. It was yes. for service, doctor. And yeah. I can tell you that without a shadow of a doubt, it was for service, for serving God and serving God's people. So I'm looking forward to what is still to come because I know the best is still yet to come. There's a lot I still have to do. Yes, and I'm yes. looking forward to that. Well, you know, when you said the best is yet to come, you know, when I finished my doctoral program degree, and, you know, you and I both, you know, we wait to get to that point, right? Uh-huh. You defend, you have to do your writing, your research, and your dissertation. And then, you know, after you, you know, go through your uh, dissertation and defend it, and you're finished. Uh-huh. You know what God said to me when we finished? Or when I finished, I'm saying even, I no doubt you may feel the same way. To finish a doctoral degree program, Spirit said to me, this is just the beginning. Yeah, yes. After yes. finishing of the uh, years and the sacrifice and the time, and as uh, you said, it's the beginning for what's next. Yeah. It's not the time to say, oh, it's all yeah. over. Yeah. I have nothing to do but to be a servant of God. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, here am I. Yeah. Used by you. I mean, you took yeah. time. As you said, seminary, mm-hmm. university, you want to be trained, you want to be equipped. Yeah. It's so important that we want to be equipped. Look, yeah. look at Jesus and the disciples. Uh, 
trained those guys. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, he sat, he taught. He, he, and, and I heard you say another thing here about you have modeled the behavior. You have you have seemingly had a passion and mm-hmm. for those less fortunate, those who've been through mm-hmm. trials and struggles, but mm-hmm. right there as a counselor, mm-hmm. you came alongside them to yeah. show them there's a better way. Yes. I want to show you how yeah. Yeah. you are to put as you said, there's a hope and a future yes. for where they once were. Yeah. And they needed a man like a Dr. Paul mm-hmm. who who saw that and, and who make, helped make a difference. When you said you see a young woman with cigarettes with small children, like, wait a minute. I mean, you got to be here for these children. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think we need to have more role, role models, men in yeah. the serve with a servant's heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looking for applause, yeah. for fame or fortune. Yes. Really, there to minister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the need of the people and yes. receive because they know they say when well, people know that you care. Yeah. Oh, they'll listen. Absolutely. But you're concerned about their well-being, their future. You know, some people can be selfish. You know, there's a pastor that I love. He's a doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. PhD and he's wrote a great book. And I'm reading this book, you know, you know, I love to read Dr. Paul. When I read his book, he put as he as he began to give thanks to those who were inspirational in his life. As we mentioned, Dr. Bolt. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna forget about Dr. Bolt. When I first came to university, uh, I was I, I had math anxiety when I when I started school. <laughs> when I say I had math anxiety. I never forget when we had to purchase that statistics book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was 701, I believe, Ed Cole's. Yeah. I looked at that book and I stared in that book like this. <laughs> and the reason why I stared in that book, because I realized that it was going to only be God to yeah. do that statistics course. Because again, the math anxiety and, and yeah. Sure, have to you know achieve and do those things, but when I met Doctor Bolt, uh, he said to me one day I called him. You know, he, he always made reference that um, when when I would call his wife, knew it was me because he had a special dial tone. <laughs> anyway, I I was talking to him. I was in my office. He said uh, he was asking questions. He said, Terrence, he said, stop what you're doing. <laughs> struggling with these statistical equations, right? He said, and he knew I cycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop what you're doing. Go ride your bike. Uh, Come back to this, you know. Yeah. But but it, but it, but that's how he see he knew his students. Yeah. yeah. Able to share where we were, but don't you know, Doctor Paul, because of his heart and his passion. He helped me get to what I need to do to accomplish what I need to get done. Absolutely. That's that's and that's question. what I see from you as you begin to share how you begin to see uh, the behavior of others and, and you speak directly to them. Mm-hmm. You weren't ashamed or, or, or fearful to speak, speak life to them because you wanted to see them succeed. Mm-hmm. I think we need more. We need more of that in the church. Yeah. yeah. We need the people of God that we serve 
succeed. I mean, we want to see young men, fathers, yeah. even the single men, to think about their future. Think about what, what's their best best next. You know, do they have their finances in order? Do they have uh, things in, 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 in a bit of their death, insurance, and they purchasing a home or investing? So these are good principles that we need to be able to speak into the lives of those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To let them know that you can be uh, the next doctor. The yes, next yes. Professional. Yes. And, uh, and just loving God. First of all, as you said, we, we, we got to love God. It's all about loving God. Absolutely. Letting him be the rule of our lives. And then, and, and then he gives us, and, and once, and if he gives us an opportunity to seek higher education, mm -hmm. I'm going to do when I achieve it. Yes. Absolutely. This doctor, this, this pastor that I was speaking about, he said that, that, that love me, that I love what he said, he said, he wanted to, he wanted to share what he had learned others man some people like to say i'm not gonna make it so easy for you because it was hard for me i'm not willing to help i think we should you know we don't get what we get we don't have what we have achieved to be selfish about it yeah, absolutely. As pastors, we we teach the word of God. We have Bible study. You know, as pastors, you know, and I, you know, I mentioned you say that you love the teaching aspect of uh, yeah. pastorship. I love teaching as well. Uh -huh. It is so powerful. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It, it can really, you can really take time and instruct and, and show them what is your saying through the word of God as pastors. So I appreciate you for just as you mentioned the servant too, because we are servants. Yes. We yes. today, man, doctor, we yes. are servants. Absolutely. Yes. So, so uh, I don't want to take up our time. I just this is our first time getting together after you just finished. But let me say, uh, you have a you have written a wonderful dissertation. Thank you, sir. I looked at you know, already already peeped at it, my brother. <laughs> and and do you do you mind sharing your topic? Uh, we won't get into it tonight. Cause guess what? You're gonna come back. You're not gonna converse again. Okay. My um topic was looking at the struggles that um that pastors and experience in um small black churches, um, the struggles that they faced during the time during this pandemic. Time. I looked at um, their struggle and because of the interviews that I did most of all of the people that I interviewed had something to talk about in terms of the COVID and the, 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 the during this pandemic the difficulty that they faced and experienced so that's where my topic focused on the difficulty that they faced and now my topic um, covers a whole lot of areas in terms of um, the church and um uh, every area that you could think about, uh, we talked about with mental health, with mindfulness, with um, the struggles that they experience as a past and how they handle the difficulty and challenges that they face and, and what they deal with. So we dealt with ministry to others and then we dealt with the ministry to self and, and their own personal struggles and their own uh, mountains that they had to deal with. And um, so I enjoy my um, research study um, and, and would love um, venturing more 
um, especially dealing with the topic and the area that I, I want to focus on is looking at um, uh, the, the, the challenges that some um, face in the church, especially around the area of um, uh, divorce and around the area of um, the struggle with, uh, because I've seen that with a few pastors. Uh, a couple of them that I interviewed um, went through some experiences and, and got divorced. And so there was some struggle there, but um, my research didn't venture into getting a lot of details. Although if I decide to do um, put my dissertation in the book format, I'm going to interview them again. So okay. the two people that I interviewed that had the experience of um, divorce and, and struggle with that, I'm going to interview them again and, okay. and have bring that to the, um, the book if um, the Lord lead me that way. Um, so I'm waiting to hear from him as I pray and fast how we're going to work with that um, that manuscript and if we're going to um, turn it into a, a book and get it published. So uh, we'll see what the future brings. But um, there are other things to on the um, table especially with ministry and even in the same area that I focus on and working in uh, collaboration with yourself and with other doctors to deal with some of the topics that we see in the church and, and to focus on it because I think we need to bring a peer review um, act from an academic perspective some of the things that goes on in the church and as uh, the research would let you and I know that there are only a few of us um, black men in um, with these high education that comes to this kind of co uh, collaboration in terms of working together and, and dealing with issues in the church and coming up as I said with a peer review type um, you know uh, doing research and bringing data to, um, to to the table when it comes to our church now it's not that we are stay with our church but our church is underserved the black church is underserved in terms of research being done i know there's a lot there's research out there but when i did my research it was it was just a few that dealt with the small church the small black church and um i said lord it's time that we um we change that and now that we are there and we can change that i, I truly believe that we we have the um, ability to change that and to do more and so i look forward to that and i'm going forward um in the years to come you know so right yo thank you for sharing with that uh, dr paul i love what you said about a collaboration mm -hmm. that there will be collaboration with you and i oh, and you know and one thing i learned in our in our door counseling program is the importance of pastors being connected. Absolutely. I learned the importance of pastors having someone that they can share with. Mm -hmm. They've gone through. Yes. So there's gonna be another conversation about what we go through because when I met this man, <laughs> listened to me at dinner, I never forget. <laughs> he said, and I'm not gonna tell all the story because we're gonna think about the time. But because you heard where I had been, yes, yes, my own personal life as a, uh -huh. I shared, you know, I shared some things about my the loss of my mother. Uh -huh. 
Because what I didn't realize at the time, I, I looked at you as as a peer in the class that we shared. But I was talking to a professional counselor at the same time. <laughs> and in our conversation, I didn't, for, I didn't forget what you said to me. Because another thing that I learned in, in, in this program about pastors that 74% of us don't have many friends. And so we need to be able to have a, another pastor. I think one of the greatest books uh, that, that I've read from the university was with Dr. Ortberg about the me that I want to be. And that, that book blessed me. And it seemed like when I read that book, it's like tears Thank you.